Hello, welcome to If Anyone Cares, and welcome to our annual December show. My name is Riley James. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. For those that don't know, and this is your first December with us through the holiday season, first off, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. This is the last time we'll talk to you this year. We thank you so much for listening all year long, and even if this is your first time around, thank you for hanging out with us for the brief time that you give to us. So, the December show. Not a ton of people listen to podcasts in December. That is what we found out statistically when we first started the show. So, in an effort to accommodate that and also give myself some time off, we do one show in the middle of the month. We take a look at what we did in 2023, our goals for 2024, and we play a couple rounds of our bowl game, 25 bowls on a list some of them real some of them fake we bring on people who had been on the show this calendar year in this case it was graham capobianco who was on 101 and 105 and jevin perry who was on 104 graham a musician jevin a professional golfer both of them had a fantastic time we really enjoyed having them on to play this version of the bowl game here in 2023 going into 2024. So, to kick off our December show, we'll play the bowl game, then go into our run of shows in 2023, what we learned, what we liked, what we didn't like. Jevin Perry to play the second round of the bowl game, and then we'll end with our goals for 2024, and say our thank yous and goodbyes to 2023. Contractually obligated things, as always, you can find the show on Spotify, Show-sponsored playlists, a Christmas playlist, 2023 Artist of the Year, John Mayer, a girls playlist, everything you can find for If Anyone Cares, and Spotify is available with a link in the show description. The main show is still on other platforms like Apple Podcasts and Google Play. You can find me on social media at Riley James IAC on X and Instagram. The show art is made by the incomparable Splinterware, and the music is a collaboration between all good folks and IAC Productions. But as for right now, the first bowl game of the episode, Graham Capobianco, musician and college football fan, on to play this game. For Graham, I'm Riley James. Please enjoy this bowl game. Calling in from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, friend of the show. He was on twice this year. If I'm not mistaken, he was on 101 and 105. That'd be a great guess. I should probably know that as the host of the show. Um, <laughs> friend of the show, friend I don't of mine, recall the episode friend number. of yours, musician, floor guy, dad, someone who has been a great friend of mine over the last couple of years and and really especially this year with doing the show twice and getting to know each other texting about everything between football and music it's it's been an honor to get to know this guy and he's here to play the bowl game and we're so happy to have him back for a third time this year please welcome back to the show graham capo bianco graham how you doing buddy pretty good you know getting ready for the holiday season and and um winding down the work year and looking forward to some time off 
you know i think like everybody is what about you how are you doing i am great because this is our one show for the month i think we got we got one more travel weekend but it's a personal trip to go see some family that lives in a different part of the state but i'm home things are winding down got a lot of college football bowl games coming up got so much to look forward to as we enter in the last couple of weeks of the year and i i'm super thankful for not only this show in the year that we had with it but for all the people that have been on the show and all the friends i've made this year especially you being one of them to, to even make time for something like this is is amazing so i appreciate that yeah that's great to, i mean i always love talking sports with you right or just about anything <laughs> to be honest yeah <laughs> yeah we, it's always a good time always uh yeah i, I enjoy it I, I look forward to it every time so speaking of that you you replied to my story a couple weeks ago and it, it got me thinking and then i read an article in the washington post and it made me think of your story reply to me we were kind of wrapping up our Thanksgiving weekend watching rivalry week in college football and I posted a photo or a post on my story of the Oregon State Beaver and the Oregon Duck embracing for one last time as that is their last scheduled meeting after a hundred plus years of playing one another and you replied to my story with something the likes that greed is killing college football and I agree with that and then I read this little clip in the Washington Post. I want to quickly read this. You and I can talk about it, and then we'll play the game because I know that's what everyone's here for. But this is from Chuck Culpepper of the Washington Post. To an East Coast child, you beam through the television as Exotica, as a living being downright mystical with your colors and your sunlight and your willingness to throw passes before others even bothered. Your decorated New Year's days with your representatives and your cleverness and your pizzazz and your habit of winning Rose Bowls. You became a part of the American mindset, even to those 2,500 miles away. And even when 2,500 miles were longer than 2,500 miles are nowadays, you always looked like you had more fun and less fret. Now you're going to die with one final game on a Friday night in a spaceship NFL stadium near Egypt and Paris and Italian fountains in New York, New York. You will die, Pac-12 football, across the way from a sign shouting about the Blue Man Group. You're dying 108 years after you hatched in a hotel in Portland, Oregon, and 55 years after you started dubbing yourself Pac, burrowing into adult brains with Pac-8, and then Pac-10, and then Pac-12. You're dying of a common affliction known as television, and you're dying in part of your own wonder, your peerless collection of college towns and metropolises and vistas and mountains and lakes and bays and evergreens, barking seals, and your cactuses. You've always conducted your football theater in a region with more varied life than the rest of us. And maybe that's what killed you. People don't sit down and watch you frequently enough. They're too busy hiking or whatever. So that television from elsewhere can come and pick you clean. The Southern and Eastern and Midwestern conferences with their TV deals have plundered your Arizonas and your Rockies and your Pacific Northwest until your 12th became an abandoned two, Oregon State and Washington State. And your calendar was drained to one final Pac-12 football game. Number three, 
Washington, and number five, Oregon, for one last Pac-12 championship for the right to play in the college football playoff. Maybe the fact that Oregon, Southern California, UCLA, and Washington will flee to the Big Ten while Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah bolt for the Big 12, and Stanford and California run for the ACC emphasizes how air travel has made the country smaller and everything more homogenous. So it's possible to drive down a boulevard and look at the stores and feel a brief confusion about which particular city this might be. Maybe it was inevitable in a sport that has spent 154 funky years since its funky birth in a New Jersey field, a sport barreling towards Super League snobbery, that a pillar of the college football country such as yourself can end up expendable. It was such a life with your UCLA Blues and Washington Purples and Oregon Greens and Southern California running backs sweeping right, your wonderful painting of a league and you filled the senses better than any other conference. So of course we kill you early. So much of your life came soundtracked with the voice of Keith Jackson, which alone flatters an existence. Suddenly one day in the 1980s, you sent to the Rose Bowl some sun devil maroon and gold. And a decade after that, you did it again, as those colors came 100 seconds from a national championship, provided that the East and Central time zone voters would have granted it. All of that to croak from realignment disease in 2022 and summer of 2023 with the grim exodus. And now you go and have a crackerjack closing season to close it out with suddenly two of the top five teams and two Heisman candidates heading for New York City. While those programs and those coaches and how many of those players will remain, they'll be melted into somewhere else. And pretty soon, those of us who remember will have to bore those with stories of what a stylish anchor of the Western land that you were and how very much we loved you, even if we hailed from what used to be afar. Again, that is Chuck Culpepper of the Washington Post, an abbreviated article about the death of the Pac-12. That is why you hire real writers. We just come out of an AI series talking about how AI might take over journalism forever. That's a little bit more dramatic than what the series actually was. One, because this is an interview show at heart, what do you think about the, the piece that is read to you? And then two, what do you think about the death of the Pac-12? Well, first of all, I want to say it's beautifully written, um, really beautifully written. Um, and I agree with you. <laughs> like, there's nothing like really good sports writing. Um, that's why I, 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 I dropped off this year. I might renew next year, but that's why I really loved The Athletic when it first came out, first couple of years. Um, you know, like real long form sports writing. I, I mean, that wasn't long form, but still it was impassioned. But, um, you know, I, I have a little bit of, I guess, like a personal, um, a little bit of a personal note on that picture that I commented on because my dad went to Oregon State. He was a beaver. Um, and we spent a lot of time watching college football together. Um, and, a lot of time, you know, a lot of, especially around New Year's day, that was like what we did on New Year's day when I was a kid and I had no other responsibilities or, you know, before I had independence, <laughs> um, 
But, uh, you know, we sat around and watched bowl games all through the bowl season. We put on whatever random bowl was on and watched these tiny teams play leading up to the big bowl games. Um, and, um, yeah, it's like kind of upsetting to see like all, all of the, I mean, college football used to have a very like colorful landscape in the sense of you had so many different conferences that represented so many different regions. And, you know, I think that article really captured, you know, because it was regional, really heavily regionalized, each conference had its own character, you know? Um, and even, even the big 10 before it was the big, whatever it is now, (laughs) um, you know, it was mostly Midwestern, um, you know, mid-Atlantic slash Midwestern uh, um, teams. And, you know, that we talked a little bit before the show about the Big East. Um, and even as uh, I, I was a huge college football fan for most of the 2000s, and I loved the college football, uh, NCAA football, um, EA sports games. And I would commonly pick really crappy teams and build them up into <laughs> uh, contenders. And towards the end of the NCAA football era, you could actually like m- they get uh, moved up to a bigger conference. There's like lots of cool things about it, but it, w- it was always fun picking a MAC team or a WAC team or a Big Sky team or whatever. And you have these these small little schools out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and it was really fun come bowl time seeing some of these teams play in bowl games and, and, and you know, nationally televised games. And to me, and I think to my dad, too, it was uh, oh, like those were in some cases more fun to watch <laughs> than some of the big bowl games that were especially when defense was, a little, you know, before they really got to be shootouts. Some of them were, you know, the smaller teams were just more willing to go out and play. Um, they had nothing to lose. It was just a, you know, a minor bowl game. So, um, I mean, obviously the bowl games are going to continue and that's not going to go away, but it's kind of sad to see, um, you know, it, it become more about money. I think that's one of the reasons I became disenfranchised with, um, FCS college football is because it just became way more about money than it became about the sport and about competition. Um, you know, I, I don't know where I fall on the conversation about student athletes getting paid, but, um, you know, there's still kind of that amateurism aspect of it. That is really interesting. That sort of like what makes Olympic sports more interesting is, you know, they're professionals, but there's not a league in a lot of those sports, you know, they're just going, it's for love of the game in a lot of respects. So, um, it's, it's, it, it lose, it make it kind of loses its, charm to me anyway that's why i don't watch as much college football as i used to because i just kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth a little bit that's just my opinion yeah well it's a turning of the page of college football yep. but one yep. thing that's never gonna go away graham is bowl games <laughs> <laughs> long live bowl season the bowl game Fans of this show know and love it, but if this is your first time listening or your first time playing like Graham, uh, there's 25 bowl games I have in front of me, some of which are real and will be played later this December and January, or they're made up completely from my brain and also a couple people that I've asked to brainstorm bowl games that we 
collectively made up together. An example of a real one, the Rose Bowl game. Obviously, number one, Michigan. Number four, Alabama. Rose Bowl, Pasadena, California, January 1st, blah, 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 blah. Fake bowl game would be the If Anyone Cares Bowl. That's not real. We're trying. I'm trying. Not yet. I've, I've not contacted yet. people. <laughs> we just don't have the budget. Graham, do you have any questions about the game? Uh, no, I don't. Fairly simple. So I'm just gonna. I'm just. I just have to to decide whether it's real or fake. Yeah, you. I'd say the bowl. You tell me it's real or fake. Okay. I'm ready. Right, you're, you ready? I'm ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> All right. Number one, the quick lane bowl. Oh man, I feel like I'm going to be second guessing myself all the time on this now. That's got to be a real bowl. Bowling Green in Minnesota, December 26th, Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan. So you're on the board, one to nothing. Number two, the Supercuts Beach Bowl. <laughs> oh man, the Supercuts Beach Bowl. Is that re- that's that's real? It's a fake bowl game, Graham. Ah, <laughs> you got me. Damn it. <laughs> That's one of my favorite ones. Um, <laughs> if if that Damn, was a real so bowl believable. game. If that was a real bowl game, it'd be played in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. On the yeah, right. Field <laughs> of Coastal Carolina. <laughs> See, for every fake one, I got where they would play it at. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Because I had to convince myself. All right. One to one. Number three, the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. Oh, that's I'm saying that's not real. San Jose State in Coastal Carolina, December 23rd from Honolulu, Hawaii. Dang it. All right. Number four, the 68 Ventures Bowl. <sighs> This is probably one that's real, but I don't think it is. So what do you think? I, I, I'm going to say no, not real. South Alabama and Eastern Michigan from Hancock. Oh, Whitney come Stadium. on. <laughs> <laughs> December 23rd, Mobile, Alabama. Oh, dang it. That's one of the ones I would watch, too. <laughs> yeah, because it's directional schools, South Alabama and Eastern Michigan. <laughs> not quite Alabama and Michigan like it is in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> it's what you get from our, um from the dollar store. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that's the the dollar sport, dollar store special. Number 5, the Farmers United Bowl presented by Chipotle. Farmers United. I can't be real. You're saying no? I'm going to say no. You are right. That's a fake bowl game. Have you played in Santa Clara if it was real though? As we go to number six, the GM Auto Bowl. Oh, man. Um, this is a trick one, isn't it? I... Oh, I. by the way, I, I... I didn't explain that off the top like I should have. I will never give you a half bowl or a bowl that used to exist. These are all either active or completely fabricated. Or completely fabricated, yeah. Yeah. So, the GM Auto Bowl. I know they have a bowl in that area. A GM auto bowl. I'm going to say not real. It is fake. Ha! It is a fake bowl game. I obviously played in Michigan somewhere. Yeah, I I think they do have a bowl game 
in Detroit every year, right? It's the the Quick Lane Bowl. The oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. All right. Number seven. The RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Boca Raton Bowl. So my, I'm not my geography with Florida teams is not great, but Boca Raton is pretty close to Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> Are they gonna play? Where would they play it? Um, I don't really know my. I don't really know my Florida. This is gonna be one that's real, isn't it? Oh man. I'm gonna go with real. I'm gonna go with that's a real one. That is South Florida against Syracuse at FAU Stadium, Florida Atlantic. Ah, there we go. Okay. Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic, December 21st, 2023 on ESPN. Let's go. Number eight, the Starco Brands LA Bowl hosted by Gronk. (laughs) Oh, my God. If this is (laughs) hosted by Gronk. That's fake, right? I'll you know what? Screw it. I'll say real. Okay, you said real and fake. <laughs> You're going real. I, I'm gonna. I'm, final answer is real. Boise State and UCLA from SoFi Stadium <laughs> in Inglewood, California. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, stranger than fiction. Number nine, the Walnut Growers Association Bowl. <laughs> You did a really good job with these. I, I have to tell you. This is pretty excellent. Um, Walnut Growers Association? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say fake. It is fake. <laughs> um, so I mentioned the farmers in California. 99% yeah. of walnuts eaten by Americans are grown in California. So we would play no it in... Kidding. Los Angeles, California. Huh. So that's a neat good. little fact. There you go. Hey, this show's educational at the very least. I learned something today. All right. Number 10. The famous toastery bowl. The famous toastery bowl? <laughs> the what the heck? The famous toastery bowl. I'm going with fake. Western Kentucky and Old Dominion from Jerry oh, Richardson goodness. Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, that's cool. Old Dominion, wow. Good for them. That's that's Virginia. Yeah, huh? good, really good for them. Yeah, I, that's um, I, it's a uh, Norfolk. I used to live in Virginia Beach. Um, used to drive by that stadium all the time. Well, if you want to watch it, it's December eighteenth. <laughs> I probably will watch it. <laughs> I'm all about the the smaller bowls. All right, so we've played 10. It is 6 to 4 in favor of you. How do you feel so far? We're doing all right. I feel like uh I I feel like you probably saved some real tricky ones for the for the mid section here. But I'm ready. I won't, I won't confirm or deny. We'll move on. <laughs> Number 11. The AAG Reverse Mortgage Freedom Bowl. AAG Reverse Mortgage Freedom Bowl. 
that can't be fake. So you're saying fake? Yeah, I'm saying fake. It's a fake bowl game. Yeah, played in Dallas, Texas because freedom. (laughs) (laughs) And reverse mortgages. (laughs) 12. The Motel 6 Cactus Bowl. Yeah, real. It's fake. Damn. Oh. Yeah, played in Tucson, Arizona. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, of course. Dang. Number 13. The Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. The Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. (laughs) When you say it, it sounds ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Real or fake, it's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) That's fake. Miami of Ohio and Appalachian State from FBC Mortgage. Oh, my goodness gracious. Stadium in Orlando, Florida. Are you kidding me? In Orlando. (laughs) (laughs) Not even. Of course. Not even at Azteca. (laughs) Yeah. Not even anywhere close. Uh, December 16th, 2023. So it's like you're you're you have to watch all the ones you got wrong (laughs) that were actually real bowls. (laughs) Uh, Number 14, the Simply Southern Key West Bowl. Oh, uh, that's got to be real. I say it's real. Fake, it's a fake bowl game. Dang it. Oh, you're killing me. All right. We that played very. 14. That's a good. That was a good one. That was a really good one. Thanks, man. We played 14 and it's tied 7 to 7. Number 15, the Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl. Scooter's Coffee. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to say real. UTSA and Marshall, December nineteenth from two thousand or two thousand twenty three from Toyota Stadium. Oh man, Marshall, Good home of them. FC Dallas. Nice. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I wasn't even processing the stadium because I was just. That's awesome. I yeah, figured actually, actually, yeah, of course, Frisco, of course, is going to yeah. be there. All right, number sixteen, the Military Bowl, presented by GoBowling.com. dot com. Presented by GoBowling.com? dot com. Yeah. There is a I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Fake. Virginia Tech and Tulane. Um from the Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis, Maryland. We're back tied again after sixteen, eight to eight. To me close. Number seventeen, the old El Paso Salsa Bowl. Oh man, that's ooh, this is dirty. If this isn't real, this is dirty. Oh, I'm going to say real. It is fake. Oh, man. You did me dirty on that one, Riley. <laughs> we played in El Paso, oh. Texas. But there is one that I left off this list. So don't don't fret. It is the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl that is in El Paso, oh. Texas. <laughs> By the way, what a stupid bowl name. <laughs> Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Yeah. That's yeah, dumb. We go to number 18. The 76 Birmingham Bowl. The 76 Birmingham Bowl. Fake. Troy and Duke from Protective Stadium in Birmingham, Alabama. Goodness gracious. This is taking a turn. Number 19. The Jimmy John's Freaky Fast Veterans Bowl. Uh, Fake. It is fake. 
Number 20, the Reliquest Bowl. Reliquest? Reliquest. That's real, isn't it? I'm going to say West real. Con- Wisconsin and number 13 LSU from Raymond James Stadium on New Year's Day. Where's that? Tampa. Oh. That is formerly the Outback Bowl. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. They they got a change of, of sponsorship. So we have played twenty. It is tied ten to ten. There's five more left, right? Five more left. Oh boy. All right. Twenty one. The Bank of America Carolina Bowl. I'm gonna say real. It is fake. Dang it. Dang it. I would have said not real if I didn't live in in the Carolinas at one point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, that, that tracks Bank of America, I, Carolina. Yeah. Obviously, it. Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina is where that game would be played if it was real. Of but course. it's not real. <laughs> Dang All it. Right. Number 22, the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Fake. Number 25, Kansas State against number 18, North Carolina State. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Huh. Yeah, yeah, you have 12 wrong. To have a winning record, you have to get these last three right. Are you okay, ready? Here we go. I'm ready. Okay. Number 23, the Firestone Motor City Bowl. Uh, Real. It is not real, no. No! Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, just for fun, let's play these last two. Yeah, yeah. We let's see it through. Twenty-four, the Gold Star Chili Bowl. Fake. It is fake. And then, last but not least, number twenty-five, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Uh, real. Kansas and UNLV, December twenty-sixth, Chase Field in Phoenix, Arizona, played on the NL Champions Arizona Diamondbacks baseball field. Oh boy. <laughs> That's a good way to end it, considering how we started the conversation. Oh, man, one shy. Ugh. That's so you're 12, crazy. 12 and 13. Um, not the worst we've ever had, but definitely far from the best. Graham, that was incredible. How do you feel you did? I mean, you really got me. Uh, <laughs> a couple of those. <laughs> I feel like the more sure I was, the worse I did. <laughs> but how about the Pop Tarts Bowl? Two ranked teams. I that was a real. That was I was like, there's no way that there's a bowl named that like yeah. succinct. <laughs> number twenty five Kansas State, who had a pretty good year in the Big Twelve, and number eighteen North yeah. Carolina State, who had a great end of the and season then, in the ACC. That'll actually be a good game. Yeah, like a December twenty eighth, two thousand twenty three on uh, and ESPN. It's, and it's Wow. Yeah. I don't, well, I don't hate it. It's just oddly short. <laughs> yeah. No, I I I hate it. Um, because <laughs> it's stupid, Graham. Um, no. What a what a show. What a time. Nevertheless, thank you so much for your time, man. I certainly appreciate it, and hopefully, we will get you back on in the new year. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. I had a great time. For Graham Capobianco, I'm Riley James, if anyone cares. Welcome back in. Graham, a great sport. 
super close there at the end to pulling it off. After 20 bowls played, it was 10 to 10. I was starting to get a little worried, but missing three in a row from there on. Negates having the last two correct, gives him the losing record, and ultimately makes me very happy that I got him on a few of the fake bowl games. The the real bowl games are a bit ridiculous sometimes, so to stump him on some fake ones with some realism and something that would be very practical like the Firestone Motor City Bowl, that sounds real. That should be real. We've used that one before. It made me very happy. But nevertheless, the point of this segment is to talk about 2023. This year, from a technical standpoint of the show, I think it was really good. I think our guests were diverse and provided a lot of insight. We did a lot of corporate stuff. People giving us interviews to promote other people's businesses or new companies or products or things that they're doing, which is fine. But I go back and look at the run in early 2023, and I think it loses a bit of the personality of the show. A couple of those were good. We got into very personal conversations, very personable conversations. Those men and women really opened up a little bit outside of the sales pitch that they were trying to give on the show. And look, I'm when I go on other shows, I sell the crap out of this show because I love this show and I want people to listen to it. However, I think what makes this show special, what has been told to me that people love about this show is that it's not corporate. It's not, let me ask you seven scripted questions so you can give me the same sales pitch you gave on another show. The whole goal is to be able to just talk, right? And I understand that when you get bigger and when you have circumstances which people are trying to help you out by giving you bigger interviews, you kind of have to play the game a little bit. And we played the game this year. Um, it's all about getting better at the game. I think Christina Flack is a perfect example of that. She was one of the people that were gifted to us to come on and to talk about her company. When she came back on a second time, we made jokes about California Governor Gavin Newsom and Sean Hannity for Fox News. Like we made fun of those guys kind of, you know, obviously she did both of their makeup for their interview, but that's not a story we're getting when she's trying to sell her product. So it's about doing well at the corporate interviews and maybe squeezing what I can out of those for the personal stories and for the, the fun bits but it's winning the second interview to get them again. And that is really what, if anyone cares, can be successful at. And again, corporate interviews are not going to be the future of this podcast. We're going to do them when we have the opportunity to, but it's not going to be every show. And I feel like we did a great job mixing those because the first one of the year was Dave Sims. It's one I went and got myself, went and did the DM thing, went and did the email thing. And got this guy. If you didn't listen to it, I urge you go back and listen to it when you finish this. He's one of the very few black men in television and baseball. And it's 2023. And there's a very short list of people who have been black and also been baseball commentators. And Dave Sims is on that list. And probably the best on that list. 
So kicked off the year with that. Jeffrey Madoff was a great one. Then the Valentine's Day special, which was the most successful show of the year. It was a show to promote a playlist on Spotify. Both of them did great. Super happy with this, the success of both of those things. And then this is where the lull kind of starts. 94 wasn't so successful. 95 was a show for me. I interviewed John Strong, who did the World Cup final guitar. Uh, 96 was Christina Flack. She brought a lot of her audience in, which was great. 97, Mia Wildeman. Hit or miss, depending on who you are. I thought it was a great show. Mia is a great person. Very bubbly and just someone I get along with because I've, I've known her for a while. Uh, Jordan Scott, and then for 98, 99 was a weird one because we were still trying to figure out what to do with 100. We didn't really know for sure. We were still planning it out literally on air with Cam Awesome. It just didn't really work. And then we hit 100. And I love 100 for a lot of reasons. But the thing I hate most about episodes 100 is I think the way we executed it. Because, we again, I mentioned in the show, we fired our two best bullets with 50 and 75. I thought both those shows were great. Very well executed. Very well thought out and, and planned. And just, I loved everything about them. So we get to 100. I was like, ah, man, it's tough. And then to do it so late, to do it, with I thought the passion I had I just I I ran out of gas you hear how tired I am it's super late into the night I just wish I would have done that better but that's self-reflection that's also learning right because while this wasn't our best year at least I think from the quality of show that we put out it's the year I think I've learned the most since our first year Obviously, you learn a lot in the first year of what not to do. This was the year of learn, uh, where I learned what to do, but how to do it better. So hopefully we take that into 2024 and we, we have a great first quarter because that's, that's our main goal. We'll get to that at the end of the show to talk about what we want in the new year. But I feel like we had a run where we got back to ourselves towards the middle part of the year. 101 was great. 102 with Jevin Perry. It was one of my favorite shows in the entire year um, about the live golf situation. Very journalistic, very not even sports in nature. It was more worldwide politics based on the situation, right? Because the Saudi Arabian government, obviously very influential. It matters a lot what they're doing when it comes to U.S. politics. Um. 103 and 104, just catching up with friends, Ryan and Erica. 105, I thought was great because that's the show we wanted to do in the first place with Graham. So I'm happy we got that under our belt. Me and Graham really hit it off. You just heard from him a few moments ago. We love Graham on this podcast. 106, I had just come off the World Cup, wanted to document that experience. Cam Awesome did a great job interviewing me. Uh, Christina Flack, we talked about her a little, little bit ago. She came on and, and told some great stories in that. Sabrina came and caught up with us in 108. Um, that was one of the shows. I'm like, what's... I kind of looked around. I looked through the digitized Rolodex of human beings that have been on the show and that I like, and I looked at Sabrina. I'm like, 
huh, her life's a lot different. She just had a baby. Talk about maternity leave. Talk about being a mother. Um, we really had a great time with that one. Also, Americans infiltrating her life with an American player being a star on her favorite soccer club just to poke fun at her because um, it's well documented on this program. We have a running joke. And me, an American, her, a Canadian, who does what better? And now she has to root for an American every single week in Italy. That's a fun one. I like that one a lot. And then the last three to end the year, the AI series. I mentioned in last December show that I wanted to do more series. Um, just three episodes of something, two episodes of something where they're related in the sense that we take a look at something, we get someone who knows a lot about it, and then we execute it. And I think we did a great job with that. We got recognizable companies, recognizable people, Roberto Rojas, Chuck Booth, and Paul Carr. Paul Carr, if you know soccer at all in the United States, you know who Paul Carr is. Chuck Booth, CBS Sports, fantastic guy. And obviously, Roberto Rojas of ESPN. He's worked for The Zone. He's worked for BN. He's worked for NBC. He's done it all. He's been everywhere. He kind of knows the ins and outs of almost every media company that you are aware of. So all of those guys who have all of this experience in media and journalism and broadcast, we talk about my biggest fear in the modern climate, which is artificial intelligence. If you, again, haven't listened to those shows, I urge you to. I'm not going to say some of our best work because there's a few of those, a few moments in the shows I'm like, this could be better, this could be better, you know, being your own worst critic. But, man, those shows are really good as a collection, right? All three of those shows go into each other, they feed off of each other, and I think they work really well together. So I urge you to go and listen to those. Go listen to 91 with Dave Sims. Really, if you, <laughs> I would prefer you to listen to them all, but... 105 is a great one. The AI series, 109 all the way to 111. And of course, 91 with Dave Sims would be my top recommended to go and listen to if you're new to the podcast. By the way, thank you for just clicking on a random one. The December show is a heck of a show to start with. Um, Very different than all the other stuff that we do, but we appreciate you nonetheless if you're still here as a new listener to the podcast so that's our year in review try to keep this as short as possible because we do have another bowl game with jevin perry and i want to preview the goals for 2024 at the end of the podcast thank you so much for listening to the show after this small musical break we'll get into the second running of the 2023 bowl game with professional golfer jevin perry On the line from somewhere in Louisiana, didn't ask, probably should have, we welcome back to the show, friend, professional golfer, and seemingly our live and PGA expert, had a fantastic show earlier this year, please welcome back to the program, Jevin Perry. Jevin, thank you so much for the time, and happy holiday season, my friend. Man, I appreciate you having me on. Happy holidays to yourself. 
So there's a couple things to get to for the show. We we have you on for the bowl game. You're the second guest to do so. But one thing I, I'm interested in, in the topic of college football and the topic of the holiday season, you're a fan of the Alabama Crimson Tide. And we, we all saw this last week where they got in over Florida State for the college football playoff. As a, as a fan of Alabama, what was it like – to one, get into another college football playoff, and two, to do it over a 13-0 Florida State? My whole thing with Alabama Crimson Tide getting in. Okay, this is my argument over it. Jordan Travis playing for FSU, they are a better football team than the third-string quarterback that we, than we saw against Louisville. I... I watched them play Louisville and they put up, what is it? 18 points. I can't remember. It was, it was something garbage. Uh, you know, and that, that was really the game to make a statement because out of, I know I'm being long winded here. I do apologize, but <laughs> out of, I think we go back to 2006 from 2006 to 2022. There's only been three, not no four non sec winners. Florida State in 2013, they beat Auburn. 2015, Ohio State, and then Clemson, I think 2016, 2018, in that ballpark somewhere they were exchanged with Bama. But other than that, it's been SEC dominated for the national championship. You can't tell me if Georgia or Alabama, with all of their players playing right now, goes up against Florida State with a third-string quarterback that Alabama or Georgia would not win. Like, come on. By 30 or 40. Um, like, come on. Now, look, FSU's got a lockdown defense. That's no – I'm no, I'm not I'm not going to give credit where credit's due. Florida State did an absolute heck of a job with their defense against Louisville. Bottom line, their offense would just get absolutely steamrolled by Georgia or Bama's defense. I mean, and that's I – mean, you know, Alabama just made an absolute unit of a statement beating a team – that won 29 straight. I've, back-to-back I've, nationals. Back-to-back back championships. Come on. I, I firmly agree with you. When I watched, I was fortunate enough to be able to, to write about the college football playoff selection and to, in part, be amongst the people who are eagerly awaiting to figure out who's going to play in this four-team tournament in the last year of the four-team tournament. And we sit um, – we all sat together and watched Alabama be picked over Florida State. I had that the night before. I had the exact four in the order with Florida State being five, Georgia being six. Um, no, they did everything they need to do. You put Florida State in the SEC, they lose two or three games. That's just strength of schedule. And the, the ACC is an inferior league to the Big Ten and to the SEC. So I think they got it right. I was curious to know your thoughts. I'm happy you and I agree. Uh, I figured you would, Wait, considering can, who you support. Can, can I say something? Sure. Can, I, can I say something in defense of Alabama? This actually just popped in my mind. I have a stat save. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. Can I say something here? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, here we go. <laughs> FSU's opponent record, okay? <laughs> their overall – so Florida State's opponents, this was their overall record, 67-76. and 76. That's, that's, that's minus nine. To the uh, I'll put that on the record. Florida State had to play three top fifteen teams. 
Bam, I had to play six. I want that on the record. It and is... I'm saying Bam and two. Roll Tide. <laughs> all right. With that, I think we said all we need to say about it. <laughs> to the bowl Fair. game. Sorry, get a bit heated. No, I, I love it. I, I I asked the question for the reaction. I knew it was going to be animated and passionate, and that's what we that's what we wanted. To the bowl game. Uh, I have twenty five bowls here, and you're going to tell me if they're real or fake. An example of a real bowl game, of course, would be the Rose Bowl game between number one Michigan and your fourth ranked Alabama Crimson Tide, January first at the Rose Bowl, Pasadena, California. Fake bowl game. If anyone cares, bowl played and laughed yet. Of course, not real. We're still working on it. It'd be kind of dope to bring a bowl game to Cajun Field. Not going to lie. But uh, I I would do a live podcast at halftime if that was a real thing. But um, yeah, so if 25, it's you against me, essentially. I made this list. I put, put it together in the order that it's in. I have a sticky note here to keep track of your progress. Are you ready? I'm ready to roll. Number one, the Quick Lane Bowl. I'm going to go real. As Bowling Green in Minnesota, December 26th, 2023, from Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan. So you're on the board. Number two, the Supercuts Beach Bowl. That's got to be a real bowl. That's a fake bowl game. Jevin have completely fabricated that one. I'm like 95%. I'll watch that on the Ocho. <laughs> if it was a real bowl game, I put it in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina on that teal field of Coastal Carolina. But no, it is fake. All right, so. You hate to see it. One to one. All right. Number three, the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. That's a real one. San Jose State and Coastal Carolina from Honolulu on December 23rd. Number four, the 68 Ventures Bowl. That's got to be... Ah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fake one. South Alabama and Eastern Michigan from Hancock-Whitney Stadium in Mobile, Alabama, December 23rd. I know, it's a ridiculous bowl name. I don't know what 68 Ventures is, but they have enough like, money. I really, they have enough money to sponsor a bowl game. I really take pride in like knowing obscure bowl games, and that one, I've never even heard of that. It's the first year in circulation. Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. All right, number five, the Farmers United Bowl, presented by Chipotle. That's a fake bowl. It is a fake bowl game. That's a fake. Farmers United by Chipotle. No way. <laughs> it is fake. If I if it was a real bowl game, I put it in Santa Clara because tons of farmers up in Northern California. All right, number six. <laughs> Number six, the GM Auto Bowl. That's a, that's a real bowl. That's a fake bowl game. What? Yeah, I know. That's what I said too. Number seven, the Roof Claim Boca Raton Bowl. I think it's a real one. It is a real one. South Florida and Syracuse down in Boca Raton, Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've heard of that one. Heard of that one? Yeah, it's it's gone through uh, various changes over the years. The Cherry Bundy Boca Raton Bowl, I think, is what it was last year. So it's it's had a facelift with roofclaim.com. So that's good. Nice. All right, so right now we're through seven. 
You've gotten four right. You've gotten three wrong. We go on to number eight. The Starco Brands LA Bowl hosted by Gronk. It's a fake bowl. Boise State and UCLA from SoFi Stadium. Are you? There's no way. You're talking about Gronk. They're like Gronkowski. Yeah. Okay. December 16th, 2020. It's this week at time of release. Come on now. I think it's on ABC, too, which of course it is. Of, of course it is. Of course ABC would. Uh, that's good. All right, so eight bowl games said it is four to four. Number nine, the Walnut Growers Association Bowl. I'm going real. I made it up. God. Number 10, the famous Toastery Bowl. Fake. Western Kentucky and Old Dominion. Charlotte, North Carolina. Am I allowed to ask where they're at? Or is that no go? No. I'm just going to read you the bowl game. You say real or fake. Um, So, yeah. So, 10 played. It is 4 to 6. Four right, six wrong. All right, number 11, the AAG Reverse Mortgage Freedom Bowl. That's a real bowl. I made that one up, Jevin. There's no way, man. (laughs) I know, it's a good one. It's one of my. That's a really good one because I feel like I've heard that before. AAG Reverse Mortgage is one of those companies that could be real or could be fake. Because you just don't know for sure. That's one of those companies that comes on at 3 o'clock in the morning <laughs> when you forgot your TV was on and you just hear it at half asleep. Are you having, that's, the, that's the company. Are you having trouble making ends meet? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it is. Uh, all right, number 12, the Motel 6 Cactus Bowl. I feel like that's a real one. You're saying real? I say real. It's fake. Yeah, I suck. All right, so we've gotten a, we've gotten a little out of hand here. We've we've done twelve of these. Uh, the current score is four to eight. On a little bit of a cold trick, though, but I believe in you that you'll bounce back. I'm gonna bounce back. All right, number thirteen, the avocados from Mexico cure bowl. I'm going real. Miami of Ohio and Appalachian State. There we go. It had to be. It, one of them had to be real. <laughs> it's too ridiculous for someone to make up. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> However, Miami of Ohio, Appy State, from Orlando, Florida, FB Mortgage Stadium, because that's a stadium somewhere in America. All right, number 14. The Simply Southern Key West Bowl. Simply Southern Key West Bowl. That's got to be real. It's fake. God. I I wanted to say fake so bad, but I was like, surely you didn't put one real one out of five. I was trying to be a mathematician there. Uh, Well, I appreciate you think that I use logic in this list. Everything in this list is about deception. So that's good. 
All right, number 15, the Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl. Sorry, the Scooter's Coffee. I've never even heard of Scooter's Coffee. <laughs> I'm going real. UTSA and Marshall from Toyota <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> I should, I wouldn't even, I've never even heard of Scooter's Coffee. Neither have I. But then again, what, is, what is 68 Ventures? We're in. December nineteenth. December nineteenth on ESPN. Go watch it. I'm um, tuning in. <laughs> all right, you've you've played fifteen. You're at uh, six to nine. It's a nice score, Jevin. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, this this bowl game that we're playing is not hosted by Gronk. It's hosted by me. But. That's what- Number 16, the Military Bowl, presented by GoalBowling.com. That's a real bowl. Virginia Tech and Tulane from Annapolis, that's Maryland. A, I think I watched that one last year. That's, that's not a new bowl. That was, that was on there last year, was it not? Yeah, it was presented by somebody else. Yeah, I know the Military Bowl was a real I'm happy. Okay, we're good. We're back on track. Back on track. I think, I think it was Periton that presented it last year. You know, number seventeen, the old El Paso Salsa Bowl. That's a real bowl. That's a fake bowl game. Number eighteen, the seventy-six Birmingham Bowl. Real. Troy and Duke from Protective Stadium in Birmingham, Alabama. Let's go. Number 19, the Jimmy John's Freaky Fast Veterans Bowl. That's got to be a real bowl. It is fake. It's made up. I got to give you credit because that that might be the most real-sounding bowl game I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like, that's seriously... I'm, what is what is Jimmy John's doing not, not sponsoring the bowl game? But not even just Jimmy John's. It's Jimmy John's Freaky Fast. Yeah, like I mean, that's a that's a really good name, like honestly. Well, thanks, man. Send, send send that in. Send that in to Drew Brees. Doesn't he own Jimmy John's? Probably by now. Um. All right. So here's the situation. We have done nineteen. Uh, it is eight to eleven. You need to go on a run here. Are all you right. Are you ready? Let's do it. Number 20. The Reliquest Bowl. That's a brutal one. What do you... Uh, can I phone a friend? <laughs> I've never had that happen before. Um, but because of your current standing, I'll allow it. All right, I'm just going to text. I'm going to text Reed. <laughs> text Reed. He gets cranky when people call him. They they have from the time you hit the text, they have ninety seconds to answer. Alright, I just sent it. We'll see if he we'll see if he uh we'll see if he responds. We're gonna we're gonna filibuster <laughs> for the moment. So nineteen played, you you've gotten eight of them right. Is that higher or lower than what you've expected? I really thought I was going to be able to get a fair amount 
Like, I'm, I'm getting really humbled here because I was like, this is going to be the easiest game. I've got this. And I am just getting absolutely humbled out here. Well, I mean, even the – I hadn't on an NFL draft analyst who, like, watches some of these bowl games, and he had no idea. He actually – I mean, he might have – I mean, he had a pretty terrible record. <laughs> Here we go. It's a real bowl. It's a real bowl. He says real. It is a real bowl game. Let's go. Wisconsin. You, Wisconsin plays number 13 LSU. Oh, is that okay? Well, that's why he knew that one. New Year's Day from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. Okay. All right, so you've used your your one lifeline. We have five bowls left. It is nine to eleven. Not a good date. Not a not a good date. Not a good record either. No. All right, twenty-one. The Bank of America Carolina Bowl. I gotta go real. It is a fake bowl game. Uh, of course, if it was real, it would be played in Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's why I, that's why I thought it was real. I was like, that's, that's gotta be real. Yeah. So for some of these, I'll, I'll tell you the secret. For the businesses, I just look up where they're headquartered and I put the bowl game in or near that city. <laughs> And that just ended up working out. Diabolical. Yeah, I know. Well, some of them, some of them work, some of them don't. All right. So it is uh, nine to twelve. So you you need to get these right. Okay. Number twenty-two, the Pop Tarts Bowl. There's no way that's real. That you're you're gonna, there's no I, I'm calling fake I'm calling fake there's no way you're gonna tell me the Bank of America doesn't have a bowl game but Pop Tarts has a bowl game number 25 Kansas State against number 18 North Carolina State not not only good for Pop Tarts not really. only is the Pop Tarts bowl a real bowl it's two ranked teams yeah like wait good you know what Good for good for Pop Tarts, man. I, you know, I feel like they take it in the teeth a lot. Camping World, Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida, December twenty eighth on ESPN. All right, well, you, you you can't win, but we can no. make, we can make it look presentable with these last three. All right, let's get. It. All right, number twenty three, okay. the Firestone Motor City Bowl. That's a real bowl. It's made up. Are you kidding me? I made that one up. I feel like the next... Okay, if I ever do... Can I give advice to the next person on this game? Sure. If it sounds ludicrous, it's real. <laughs> and if it sounds like it's a legit bowl, it is 1,000% fake. <laughs> There's no way. I know. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Jesus. Okay. Let's see if we can get another one. <laughs> 24. The Gold Star Chili Bowl. Is that real? That's a fake bowl game. Of course it is. All right. So 25. It's 9 to 15. For one last bowl game. For a chance to hit 10 wins. The guaranteed rate bowl. 
That was a that was a sigh. That was a deep sigh. You know what? I'm gonna stick to my guns. That sounds ridiculously made up. That's a real bowl. Kansas and UNLV from Chase That's Field, <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> the day after Christmas, Kansas and UNLV, the two most different places in America. Of course it is. Lawrence, Kansas, and Las Vegas, Nevada. All right. So, final record. You got 10 right. You got 15 wrong. Post-game press conference. How do you feel about your performance? Uh, That was garbage. That was absolutely garbage. Like, that's – I'm serious. Like, if this ever happens again, I'm just going with, the like, 1,000% that's a made-up bowl. It's real. Like, that's the thought process. If you think it's real, it's fake. Like your names were too, your names were too good, man. <laughs> like, legit, like your names were better than most bowls. Well, dude, I, I'm, I'm telling you, because we played this game since 2018, with the exception of 2020, because there were no bowl games. Um, like we've done this every year, and my list in in this is me being as humble as I can. My list gets better every year. And this might be the best list we've ever had of just believable, ridiculous enough bowl, bowl names because they're all, they're all stupid. The Starco's brand LA bowl hosted by Gronk. What, what is that? That's what I, said. I was like, what? What, did, what? Okay. Look, I understand Gronk's one of the, one of the best tight ends in history, but what did he do? <laughs> To host a bowl. Exist? Party? Like, what? That's, what? Uh, that's a lot of fun, man. Well, if we do this again, hopefully we have a we have a better record going into it. But that makes me feel great because we spent about 20 hours this week on this bowl, bowl list. And it's, it's nice to know that my time was well spent. It got me. And I'm usually... Pretty dang good at trivia. And and Jevin Perry, noted college football fan. But Jevin, thank you so much for the time. We wish you uh, a great holiday season. Happy New Year. And um, hopefully we'll get you back on the show very soon to talk about some golf. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me on. For Jevin Perry, I'm Riley James. If anyone cares, we'll be back right after the break. Well, that was poor, wasn't it? No, Jevin's a great sport. Um, Alabama's never played in all those smaller bowl games, so it's not a surprise to me that he doesn't know them. A great guy. One of my former bosses, Jevin Perry. Super grateful for his time and for his willingness to play the game this year. Episode 104 is with him living with yourself. He talks about PGA merging with the live golf tour fantastic guy fantastic show super thankful for him and we wrap up this december show by talking about what we want to achieve in 2024 now this question drives me insane because i get it every year and we talk about this every year on this show and i realize what i've said the last couple of years um, is in completely and utterly subjective to everyone 
except for me somehow. We say we want bigger guests, and we do. That would be great. If someone of great consequence in the American pop culture lexicon came on this show tomorrow, we would be ecstatic. I would be ecstatic. The people that pay me money would be ecstatic. Everyone would be on board. But the problem that we're running into and what I think we didn't realize when we made those proclamations in 2021 and 22 is while someone falling in our lap every once in a while is great, and when that person is of, again, some consequence, it is even greater, but we have to make ourselves into a show that people want to come on. We have been complimented before that the the show is very inviting. I I believe that wholeheartedly. One of my favorite guests on this podcast was in 2022. She was on two times, three times if you count the December show, but two times for a standalone show was Dr. Laura Purdy. Again, that was one of those quote-unquote corporate interviews that, that fell in our lap, but we ended up talking Again, that's the point of the show. That's why the show exists in itself and because of itself and half the time in spite of itself is the fact that we just like to talk and we like to share stories and we like to get to know each other and we like to be a place for people to be people and not sell us whatever they're selling us. That was, I think, why I was so adamant about the second half of the year being a good getaway from what we had started doing. It's a weird balance, and it's going to take a little bit more sacrifice on my end, which I realized I wasn't at the position to give it in 2023 because of so much was going on. I was covering a World Cup that was just impossible time zone-wise. Um, and then I immediately jumped into college and NFL football as a writer after the World Cup. So balancing that out being more available to the show and not letting the show by go by the wayside obviously the world cup situation is a little bit different we were supposed to have pre-recorded shows those ended up falling through so i did them in the middle of the world cup those shows suffered in quality because i was so tired because i you know i can make excuses all day long we can sit here and talk about how we're going to avoid that in 2024 thankfully there's not a major tournament in the middle of the night in 2024 so i think we're going to be fine I don't know what I'm doing for the Euros or Copa America yet. So it's it's going to be a kind of a, a wait-and-see situation. I'll let you know in March when, when I know. Regardless, our goal for 2024 is to eliminate a lot of the, the fluff. Eliminate the corporate gigs to make someone else happy. This show is not inherently about getting bigger we want to get bigger we want more people to find the show but i think i got so invested in the idea that this show is getting bigger and how can i make it get bigger and what can i do to see that number go up rather than keep the same people who are listening to the show before we ever got whatever kind of deal how do i keep you guys happy and engaged and, and want to be here because there is a loyalty aspect, but also, there's also a quality aspect that goes into that. You're going to stop listening to the show if it gets bad enough. 
consistently bad enough over a number of shows. One show is going to be bad every once in a while. That happens. We had them this year. We had them the year before. Blah, 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 blah. You can go back and look. One or two a year that like, ah, that one's not a good one. And I'll even say that as the host and as someone who has to eat that. But I love what we do. I love how we have gone about it in the past. And I want to implement a rule for myself. I cannot get obsessed with the number of people that are here. I cannot get too excited. I cannot get too upset. I cannot get too focused on engagement to cater to new people. Look, it's a business at the end of the day. And I want more people to come. But I I was becoming obsessed with the idea of... What can we do to get more? How corporate can we go? So it goes back to what I had to learn when I was 19. Is I cannot get too high and I cannot get too low. And that goes to the same with my love for sports. And now it has to come into Stats Mondays when we take a look at the statistics every single Monday for what the show is doing. Especially when it's show week. I cannot get too excited or too upset about numbers from one show. Because one show could have a bad couple of weeks and then blow up four weeks later. That has happened. That has happened in the last three days when we have examined statistics for this show. You never know when it's going to pop off or which one's going to pop off the most. So managing my own expectations is a goal for 2024. Managing what makes the show the show and what has made the show the show for the last six and a half years. That's another thing from my standpoint as we go into the seventh anniversary of the show in April. The milestones of this year, I'm not exactly sure where we're going to get to or how we're going to get to them, but I wanted to be very upfront with those things first and foremost. I'm making myself a better manager so I can make myself a better host so the show can get better. That is my goal for 2024. It's not guests. It's not numbers. It's how can I be better on both fronts, the, the side that you don't hear and the side that you hear. And I believe that's what will get us where we want to go. And that we deserve to go. This show's a good show. I know it is. At its core, it is a good show. Does it have moments? Of course it does. But minimizing those moments, managing my own emotions, and being a better manager and administrator, that's going to make me a better host and a better interviewer. Those first two have to happen for the latter two to be fulfilled in your ears and your car stereos and whatever listening device that you choose to consume this podcast. I want to say I love you all. Thank you so much for listening to our show. And from the bottom of my heart, I wish you happiness and health as we go into 2024. I wish you a Merry Christmas. I wish you a happy holiday. 
and I wish you a happy new year. We will see you in 2024. Thank you so much for listening to If Anyone Cares. Whether Again, this is one of my favorite lines that we get to use. I don't know if it's getting old, but I don't particularly care. If this is your first time or your 112th time listening to the podcast, we appreciate it all the same. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic rest of your year, and we'll see you in 2024. For Graham Capobianco and Jevin Perry, my name is Riley James, if anyone cares.